Welcome to The Conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galina. Hello, Henrietta. Hi, Jason. It's the conversation that Satan does not want us to have. <laughs> we have had some technical difficulties today, so if you're here, if the audio is a, it's a little tinny, let's say, we're having some technical issues this morning, but we will get this published and uh, Snowstorm be damned. Be damned. All of everyone be damned. Retrograde be damned. I have leaned into all that retrograde is bringing me. I'm now back stateside. I'm in New York. And to get back here, I have to say, was heroin. So I've been very, very much in tune to the Mercury retrograde, and I've been living my life accordingly. And what that means now, Henrietta, is that I'm at home, locked in, trying not to interfere with anything out there in the world. You're like not even opening the door to FedEx. You're like, keep your package. I'll come and get it when I'm ready. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much, pretty much that, pretty much that. But as as we said, you know, uh, retrograde has stepped into our domains and has caused us a lot of problems this morning. But nonetheless, we will we will um, persevere, and we're gonna into. And this is a subject that maybe is because of the subject we're about to discuss, Henrietta. Why we're having such a sort of like cross wires, let's say. Mm-hmm. But we move. <laughs> But we move. But we move. Why don't I, why don't you go ahead and and introduce our our subject this week, Henrietta? Yeah, we're going to talk about Kanye, which I appreciate you letting us give him a little airspace in this conversation. But really, he's the impetus of the conversation. It's not, it's not necessarily about him. It's more about his moves and what that's saying about the future of, of marketing, the future of PR, the future of comms. And that is Julia Fox and Kanye West are they ushering in a new era of marketing and PR? And it's, stay with me here, it is a bit of a weird one, but I do think there is something so strange, strange is probably not the right word, but there's something a little bizarre about that whole relationship and the coming together of it and the documentation of it. And it just all feels very curated, And not in a way that people are kind of talking, oh, he's trying to make Kim jealous or, you know, he's trying to create a star, a megawatt celebrity couple again. I mean, while I do think all of those things are true, I do think that it has a lot to do with his business endeavours. I think when you think about Yeezy constantly like selling out in a few minutes, when you think about his collaboration with Gap, the upcoming collaboration between Gap, Balenciaga, and Yeezy, when you think about his aspirations to still be involved in high fashion, there's rumours going around that he may be the successor of Virgil at uh, Louis Vuitton Men's. There's a lot at play here. And so I wonder if, yes, part of it is is ego. Like, I think that he's very much like, Ambrose wouldn't be here without me. Kim, I made her over and now she's a businesswoman. Her business is worth almost billion. I think he definitely attributes all of that success to him in a way that he wants to almost maybe try to recreate that and like pluck Julia Fox from near obscurity and make her a megawatt celebrity. But I do think that there is something a bit Truman show about their relationship, except for that we are Truman because we don't know that we are in this like bubble. I'm just wondering if that's really where marketing and PR are going, just given that the tried and true tactics, particularly in a, if we can call it a post-pandemic era, 
I mean, is it really cutting through? Do you know what I mean? If you think about, say, the difference between like a Hugo Boss and a Balenciaga, for instance, Hugo Boss are rebranding and they're doing the tried and tested thing of like, you know, getting the TikTokers in and doing a TikTok dance, the Hugo dance. Um, they've got Kardashian or a Jenna or a Bieber or a Hadid in a campaign. I think it's um, Hailey Bieber and Kendall Jenner. But that strategy of get one of the four names in and that's your ad campaign. And it's just all very dry. Like, I wonder if it really is going to cut through just by having this celebrity alignment and paying TikTokers to like try and make a dance go viral. But then when you think about Balenciaga, what they did for their last Ready to Wear show, where it was like a red carpet, but you didn't know you were on the red carpet, but it was also kind of red carpet, but you only found out when you were in the theatre and people were like a bit confused. But then it was part of the show because they were actually dressing models and celebrities in that collection. But then everyone got into the theatre expecting to see a show. But then it was like The Simpsons and people were like, wait, is this a real episode? Because it's really The Simpsons. But like, it's a fashion film. And it was just all this idea of like blurring reality and fantasy and fiction in a way that was, in that case, I think very entertaining. And I think in this case, it's very much like everyone's going to be talking about us. We're going to dominate social media. We're going to absolutely create these narratives around our relationship and the confusion around our relationship and everyone's going to be talking about us always and well, I wonder if that sort of Truman Show-esque idea of how we present ourselves and what we do I wonder if that's going to be a new era for marketing and PR particularly with those brands who have a lot of money so often when we have these conversations, it's like all road leads to social media and what that has changed in modern day culture. And just in you speaking right now, I couldn't help, of course, you know, to sort of fall back on that. Just having the ability right now, you're talking about the Truman Show. I mean, there was a there was like a machine behind, you know, this play in the Truman Show. This guy was like a, a puppet and, you know, there was a whole set and a whole, you know, crew essentially that that led that effort. But we're in a time right now where we're our own producer, director, exactly. star, etc. So we really, we really feel so empowered. I mean, I think this goes without saying. I know we're living it right now, but it's unfolding really every day. And we lived in a very empowered place right now. And I'm just thinking about this Kanye situation and just where marketing is generally right now and what you have to do in order to get attention. And right now, yes, I guess I can't blame Kanye. And we have to put him aside for a moment. I, there's, I have so many thoughts on him. I'm sort of cringing having to discuss him in this forum. <laughs> but the reason why we're discussing Discussing him is because, yeah, there's a real shift in marketing that involves this sort of hyper celebrity where you could just turn up and you know that you can deliver the goods by virtue of you being, being in a space that so many people will follow you, that you could sell, you know, the product on your back millions of times over. Your, the arm candy that you have on your side at that particular time, you could sell whatever is on their back millions of times over. And I think Kanye has felt 
so empowered. His celebrity is so sealed. Even when he goes off the rails, I think that's also part of that, you know, that whole polarization is part of the reason why he's also successful. He's able to create a show in negatively, positively, wherever he goes. And now he banks on that in order to print money. But that's the problem that I have here. And one will say that there's a great deal of creativity that's that's also at play as well, that Kanye is such a creative genius. He comes up with all these things beyond the music and so forth. He can sell out a jacket, a, a utilitarian jacket in seconds just by, you know, putting it on his site and so forth. Yes, yes, his ability to move product is clear, is proven, but that's what we have fallen back on. I feel that we have, or what we have, what we have sort of resorted to, let's say. I think it's all about now selling, you know, a well-refined sweatshirt, a very reworked jean jacket, a very desirable, cool, utilitarian puffer jacket, and so forth. He's doing things out there to grab attention, and that, yes, the young kids should, you know, want to own, but it's... I think what's being sold here is celebrity. I think what's being sold here is really, you know, is like Kanye has name recognition and a lot of people want to buy into that. And that's ultimately what's being sold. But it's also what's defining fashion right now as well. That fashion is being driven into this very narrow lane of what is defined as hot and cool. And a lot of it is sort of haloed around, um, haloed around Kanye right now. But again, there's not much there. There's just a lot of a lot of sort of like cosplay. It's like a sideshow, a lot of hype. And that's ultimately what's being sold. It's a bit of a hype machine. And that's why I can't invest so much in this, though it has the ability to pit to um, mint billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, I think in talking about Kanye specifically, yes, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree. I don't agree. I think yes, the I look at him as a bit of a sort of mad creative genius. Well, right? which, part do, which part do you agree with? I'm sorry. The fact that this is all sort of celebrity and it's kind of not, it's all quite empty and vacuous. I think it's more nuanced than that because I think that it's not really about, yes, obviously it is this idea of being famous, but I think like when you listen to him talk about Kim when they were like dating or yeah, I think it was before they were married, he would talk about her in a way that she was, like a cultural product in many ways. He talks about her being the modern day Barbie, of her being the Mona Lisa of today, the most photographed woman in the world. And and he's really kind of caught up in all of those things, which I think has informed the strategy here. You know, like it's not an accident that he he and Kim spent a lot of time wearing exclusively Balenciaga only to unfold that Kanye is doing a collaboration with Balenciaga and with and with Gap and, you know, he's changed his name to Ye and now Demna only wants to be known as Demna. And I'm sure Balenciaga do a collaboration with Skims. Like, it's just all looking quite strategic in many ways. And I think this relationship component with, with uh, Julia Fox is very much like a, I can prove that I can make someone a star because I do think that he's kind of a narcissist. But I do think it's very much like I'm going to weave this narrative to make everything that I'm doing hot, like you will be talking about me, it will make my album continue to be number one. Everyone's going to be on what I'm selling. And so I do think in terms of strategy, like he's kind of onto something because it's very much working. And 
everything he does, every step that they make is documented and spoken about and dissected. She's playing along too in a way that's like also quite performative, like that whole interview magazine, our second date, you know, having a photo shoot in Carbone and dressing up like she's a doll. She's already saying like Juliet and it just, it's all very, it's just all documented in a way that feels very reality TV. And I think that's the strategy. And so to the point of larger brands, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a a documentation of a relationship, like, you know, the Biebers and they're wearing all this sponsored content and like what's real and what's not real. And is it underpinned by a brand or is it an LVMH project? And I do think there's something in that because like the Truman Show, they were plugging in products that people weren't even aware they were supposed to buy. Like it was all very sort of subliminal. And I feel like this is the same also. Like there was a big hoo-ha, like she's stopped wearing exclusively Balenciaga and now she's wearing Scaparelli. What does that mean? She's wearing Scaparelli to the Kenzo show. What is, and, and it's just like, I don't know, maybe she just wanted to wear that. But then she continued wearing Scaparelli and everyone was like, what does this mean? And, you know, he did her makeup. And it, it's just, there's so much fanfare and I think that's the point. I think marketing is definitely getting into this kind of blurring the lines between what's real and what's fiction and what's fantasy, all in the name of art and the metaverse and just this amalgamation of almost like mindfuckery in a way. And I, I, I see, I, I don't know, like maybe I'm projecting, but like I definitely see this being a marketing PR communication tool that I think could be something well, in the let's future. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The hip hop community have really stepped up in owning their power in marketing. I, I, I'm actually quite encouraged with that community's um, sort of moves in the tech marketplace in terms of investment in, in the fashion space and how they use fashion as a currency in their world. Like, it's really kind of fascinating. And I think um, in many ways that Kanye is really the embodiment of that. And let's be honest, he has a legacy of doing this. And you mentioned uh, Kim before, in many ways, he re-imaged her mm-hmm. right there in public, like he really refashioned her. And ultimately, wasn't he responsible for bringing her into the inner sanctum of fashion? Like without Kanye, let's say that her her sort of embrace in the fashion world would not have been as as cushiony. And, um, and he's the one with the, um, you know, the Ricardo Tichy relationships. And back in those days, and the Balmans and all those sort of things that ultimately has sort of like made Kim this sort of quote-unquote fashion icon. So he has been cultivating and crafting. I think he really uh, fancies himself as this sort of like lifestyle creative director and certainly for the women in his life um, in addition to the to the brands and to the music that he he produces. So I think that he, and I think people speak to, speak about Kanye West. They do. They speak about mm-hmm. him as this marketing genius. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at what he just did with the, the whole Donda rolled out, like making every sort of like test run like a huge you know lucrative machine uh, that had he did multiple times and made no guarantees or no insurances about when the product was going to come out but is like testing things in real time out there in the public so he's definitely a, a real marketing like a, a shake-up marketing guy is no you know he loves the the Steve Jobs and emulates these kind of um, innovators of our time and I think he fancies himself as someone who does think different and operates 
it's different. And he does, you know, we can't take that away from him. He really has done things out there in culture, in the marketing lane that really goes against textbook marketing and it has totally worked for him. And this sort of like display now, as you're talking about this couple and the designers that they wear consistently in, you know, in very high profile forums and how that is, that's what's fascinating to me about this era like how that is really a significant marketing campaign for a big brand that is channeled through a personality like a Kanye West who has the reins of our culture, you know, in his hands. That's a fascinating sort of play out there. I still like to dig a little bit further down and deal, talk about the contents of what's being created and what's being put out there in culture and what's be, and how our young people are being educated about, you know, you know, creative output. Like, I still have to interrogate those areas, but in terms of moving culture, moving markets, moving product mm -hmm. right now, even in a shallow way, but a significant way, you can't take that away from him. And it's being done through some shrewd, if sort of head-scratching marketing techniques. There's something that's something that feels quite experimental in all of this. Like, let me see if I can make this work. Like, if you think about at any point in history where this would have happened accidentally, if you look at how like famous the Beatles were or how obsessed everyone was with, I don't know, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton and their relationship. It's, I think it's really kind of distilling all of that hype and all of those eyeballs and all of that interest and really saying, okay, well, let me funnel that into something that is going to support my enterprises. And I do think that, and I think that when we talk about blueprints, like I remember in the Thierry Mugler episode we did a couple of years ago when uh, he launched his retrospective in Montreal, you were talking about how he was the blueprint for runways, for runways being this source of entertainment and this fantastical showmanship and all of that sort of thing. You know, when you think about a liar who you know, never showed on schedule. He showed when he had something that he felt like he wanted to put out into the world. When you think about Beyonce being one of the first, if not the first, to just drop an album and how that's become a model, that's become the model of hit em, surprise em, put out your music. And so I think that there is some blueprinting that's happening here in terms of like, how do we move this machine on? Because People are jaded. Everyone's on their phone, especially with the pandemic. We're all on our screens. I don't know to the point of Hugo Boss, like I don't know that putting celebrities in static ad campaigns and orchestrated fashion films and trying to make things go viral. I just don't know that that's where it's at. I don't know how successful that is to well, cut through all of the noise. And I think that it does need something that is a bit progressive and kind of odd and a bit scary and a bit Truman showy to actually really cut through the noise and move to the next level of marketing. Like that Balenciaga show was definitely it. And I, I really do think that the Julia Fox Kanye relationship is a um, progression of that. And since we're using that relationship angle, I want to throw in the Machine Gun Kelly and the Megan Fox. You know, the more we talk about this, the more I'm seeing that as a reshaping, a reframing 
of that celebrity endorsement a la, you know, they have a relationship with uh, Dolce & Gabbana. And apparently, like, the the engagement was tied into a, a trip to Milan to appear in the show, like, the next day. And it, it was very, like, I, I saw the blurring of the lines between mm-hmm. very personal, supposedly real-life experiences tied into a marketing effort. You know, those, right. those blurring of those lines is, 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 in some ways, what you're talking about. I find that to be super interesting. Like how exactly. how deeply <laughs> is that relationship between brand and and sort of like you know endorser or celebrity or whatever? How far will that go? And yeah, exactly. the, the, the whole the whole Kanye example is a very very interesting display of that being yep. played out right now. Like exactly. what's really what's going on here? Actually? And I think it's and I think it's that confusion that they're banking on that idea of like that's an odd couple I didn't know who she was are they really dating is this a joke like what's happening I've already seen on Instagram people who go to Carbone are literally creating their own funny meme version of how they had a photo shoot their boyfriend took a photo you know and it's really catching on and the paper cover so the recent issue of paper has Julia Fox and Pete Davidson on the cover and I first saw it on my Explorer page on Instagram and I kind of didn't really pay any mind. It was like one of those like Kim fan accounts. So I didn't really pay any mind. I thought it was some sort of CGI type scenario because they were actually um, dolls. Like they were Barbie and Ken with the, you know, the lines at the mouth and the neck and the arms and the legs. And they were like very mannequin-esque, robotic in their poses. I didn't really think anything of it. And then I thought it was an actual real cover And I was like, wait, what is happening? They're literally (laughs) displaying themselves as like dress up dolls slash puppets, which is kind of essentially what's happening in those relationships in terms of, you know, Kanye rolling in with racks of clothing and and rebranding her or giving her a makeover. And I mean, goodness knows what's happening with Pete Davidson and, and Kim Kardashian. But the fact that they went there, you know, it's this kind of, wink slash nod to the irony and the surrealism of what this scenario is with this foursome who are kind of this breaking up of this marriage and the unlikeliness of these two relationships that and I think that it's all propped up on yes celebrity to your point but also this like surreal confusion that people are really wanting to get to the bottom of which I think does play into the future of marketing because I think that these cut and dry ideas of here's Bella Hadid in next season's clothing in a photograph is becoming very uninteresting, especially when you think about there being like the same 10 models and the same 10 influencers and the same, like no one is interested in that at this point in time. It's really about, okay, what else are you saying? And I've recently started working again um, beyond uh, my magazine and really speaking to people behind brands about how to cut through all of the noise. And, you know, before the pandemic, it was like, how do we tap into Gen Z? How do we speak to millennials that have aged out of millennial pink? And it was all very much that. Whereas now I think it's just like, how do we keep people interested? How do we keep people engaged? What, what's our narrative? What do we believe in? What's the story? And I think that this is really pushing the boundaries of where brands and marketing can go. I do think it's going to be these like spoof movies, 
kind of reality TV? Is it real? Is it not? Some of them will just be straight up and some of them won't be. I think it will start in high fashion. So it's going to start with like the Balenciagas, the Pradas, where they're very much like, we're not going to give you any of a context. Like it just is what it is, you know, versus more of like a retail brand that, you know, has to kind of contextualize everything for a wider audience. But, you know, I don't know. I could be going down a complete rabbit hole and at the end of the day, they're just in a relationship and they end up getting married and having kids and like piecing out. But I do think that there is something in this that really ties to the future of marketing and PR. Well, you know, as is often the case in our discussions here, I think we do, you know, we're, we're close in the way that we see things, but we, we see them from different, from different angles because I'm, all, I, I'm sort of stuck on the bald celebrity of it all, being able to move anything. You know, that, that to me is still a big piece of this, this puzzle. I think that's very, much, that's very much what's going on here, that, you know, the celebrity factor, the hyper-celebrity factor, yes, it's being framed differently, but the hyper celebrity factor is ultimately what's at play here. And yeah, fine, may, maybe um, more is being asked of that celebrity to show more, to be you know, to show more intimacy and so forth. Um, but we're also talking about, I guess, Kanye West is driving this conversation, and we're talking about his sort of marketing acumen and how he's been able to really, really lead this new era of marketing. Where I like how you put it earlier, you know, the blurring of the lines of like fantasy and reality and fiction and you know all of that you don't really what's going on but yet you're you know this the stars are these mega celebrities who you are literally leaning to everything that they do and what they're doing in this case is selling product you know they're teasing product they're you know pre-selling product they're selling product that's kind of really really fascinating but you also have to look at, you know, like uh, the Kanye, I'm also looking at uh, techniques that are, are sort of new. And I think I mentioned it earlier before, but I don't think it should be um, glossed over that like Kanye testing product in real time in the public space. You know what I mean? Like he's he can refine a jacket as he's doing with his music, putting out a track. And then the next time you hear it, it sounds different because he's gotten feedback like those kind of things by using this stage to do those kind of things. I think those are interesting newfangled marketing techniques that I, I, I would be more, I, I'm interested in crediting him for if we're looking into the into the real technicalities of what's going on here beyond the celebrity so yeah there, sure. there are definitely marketing techniques going on here he's even like having major riffs major major public riffs and it's not beyond then collaborating a la Drake you know <laughs> with, with some of his biggest public rivals that also seems to be part of this this theater out there yeah (laughs) i i definitely agree because i think that it's two things i think it's kind of bizarre and or confusing enough to be interesting and to remain engaged but i think there's also something very human about it like i think he genuinely is like he's always been unapologetically himself and there's something very human about it, much like the Truman Show, which is that we all are very multifaceted, we're very contradictory, like you can hate someone with a passion one year and become super tight with them the next year because you've genuinely buried the hatchet and I think that kind of average celebrity would probably not be leaning so much into the makeup because of all the bad things and bad tracks and everything that was said in the past. But Kanye's like, yeah, I said what I said and now I'm saying what I'm saying. Like, I think he has that bold face confidence 
to really try and test out these strategies in real time in a way that I think a lot of people just wouldn't because it could be catastrophic to their careers and make them look all over the place. But as we've seen, Kanye gives zero fucks about any of that. And so I think he will be the kind of petri dish for experimentation and trying to figure out how we keep things interesting. Because I think that's really kind of what it's about. I think Ghana, like the Glossier days of Millennial Pink, staying on message, all of that stuff and becoming a cult brand, it doesn't move. You know, it doesn't, I think that now, particularly with things opening up after the pandemic or we're kind of still in it, I guess. But I think people are really wanting to see things that they haven't seen. I think the fatigue has been accelerated by the fact that we're all on our phones. We're all consuming more content than we ever have before in our lives, in history. And I think people are like, what else have you got? A celebrity in an ad campaign is really not that much. And I think that that's really where this is coming from. Like, I don't think that Kanye could have been like, look at my ad campaign with Gap. Look at my endorsement of this. I think it's very much like I'm going to live, eat, sleep, breathe this idea of what I'm creating and you will be engaged because it's kind of weird enough to be interesting. Well, and I think the reason why we're talking about it here in this forum is that um, he's been successful at doing it when you hear about the sell-through, when you hear about the revenues, you know, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars and, and in this culture. That's what matters. And Mm -hmm. he's been able to turn whatever you want to call it, you know, confusion, distraction, mad hatter strategy, whatever. He's turning these into multi-billion dollar uh, projects and efforts and uh, consultancies. And, you know, now you're hearing about the start of Donda uh, sports brand, which considering his track record, you have to think that these things have the the possibility of being really big plays. So that's what's interesting about this, that he is a non-traditional marketer that is having big rewards. We could talk about this sort of pathology of, of Kanye in another in another episode, but um, but in terms of, of the things that he's doing out there in the marketplace, we can ov- overlook it. But I think we are s- still seeing it from a different perspective as to how it's playing out. Tell you, when those big brands start their own reality TV shows where you don't know what's happening and it's some kind of Joaquin Phoenix spoof movie that you're like, is this real or not? I'll be saying I told you so. I genuinely think that it's the next level, but if it doesn't, it'll be quite embarrassing because then I'll just like seem super delusional because I'm really into this idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will, we, we will revisit this because we didn't get, we didn't really delve into the Balenciaga so much, but there's a lot there that yes, is adjacent to this conversation, but I think we're talking about also something different that goes into like the metaverse and, you know, in, in terms of real like fantasy world and reality. I think there's a lot to discuss there that we will definitely have uh, an episode around the metaverse um, in this, uh, yeah. in this season. Um, I think it's that. all connected. I think it's definitely all connected. There's something that definitely there's something that's transpiring that is is different. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. That sure. I, we, we agree on that for sure. Well, Henrietta, I'm glad that we delved into this. I didn't I didn't really feel so stained by Kanye speaking about this. Um, <laughs> I really, I thought I would icky. You're, you're like, I don't need to go and have a shower. I really, yeah, I thought I would feel icky, but this felt different. Because uh, again, you, you can't ignore what is happening, in a, happening out there. Again, it's not like I'm endorsing it. I'm just discussing it as a culture shift. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I'm grateful to you for letting us um, spend some time talking about Kanye because I, you know, <laughs> I really wanted to do it. So, yes, well, we move, as we say. 
there we are. Okay, my love. Next time. All right. Bye. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Huh? It's my time for something.